and welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. As always, I'm your host, Charlie, and I'm joined today by our analyst, as always, Daniel. How are you going? Yeah, good. Very good. Um, had a pretty good week last week. Uh, surprisingly good, even though I didn't captain Cleary. I was, I was pretty happy. How'd your team go? Pretty good. I've had a couple of rough weeks, but it's starting to... I'm clawing it back now. Yeah, I feel like you've been saying that every week. You've had a couple of rough weeks, so okay. it mustn't be... <laughs> Mustn't be great. Wow. Um, <laughs> you can only go up from where I'm at. Yeah, so, that's fair. Okay, fair. Um, but no, I think I had one week where I messed up um, and I forgot to set my captain properly. And it I just, uh, yeah, from there. Haven't recovered. Yeah, once you just mess something like that up, I think that's kind of it for a bit of time. <laughs> Until Origin, at least. I think I, once Origin hits, I think I'll do a lot better. Yeah, that's I'm, fair enough. And I have heaps of trades, so I'm... Yeah, Origin's that good, or at least buy, like the th- round 13 buy round is a good point to actually, you know, make a bit of that rank back, especially if you've had a rough first, what, 12 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Round 13, that's next week. So that's yeah. an exciting, it's all happening. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit more, I think, uh, later on. Yeah. Um, but as always, what we'll do is we're going to go through the changes to team list this week, if there's anything um, particularly that stands out. Um, and then Daniel will kind of talk about a couple of players that he thinks will be good to keep an eye on, especially as we are going into round 13 and we've got Origin coming up. And then afterwards, we'll go through some of the questions that we've gotten get sent through on our Instagram page. Sounds good. Yeah. So let's start off with the first game of the week, which is Storm versus Manly. So Jerome Hughes is going to be returning after a calf injury, which will mean that Harry Grant is going to be going back to hooker and Brandon Smith will be coming off the bench. Um, Sofa Solomona will be remaining sidelined for the foreseeable future. Um, So yeah, that's kind of the main changes for the Storm. And then over for the Manly side, um, Garrick is going to be going to fullback with Tom Jabovic, as we all know, getting that shoulder injury where he probably will miss the rest of the season. Um, Jafrua will be named um, and he's going to play his first round since 2020, um, replacing Garrick. And Tupau will be out this week with Bulamar taking his place on the interchange. So how are we feeling about those two teams? And is there anyone particularly stand out for this week? Yeah, so uh, pretty standard from the Storm. A couple of players being reshuffled. Hopefully Jerome Hughes actually does play this week and doesn't uh, it will, isn't a late scratching like he was for the last two weeks with that calf injury. Um, hopefully we'll get back into the game. Um, Meany being moved to fullback and Wishart being moved to the bench is, I think, good for this Storm team. Meany did play quite well at fullback while Pappenhausen was out, so I think that's probably the best change and probably the best... Um, Best spot for Meany, I think, in this team. Obviously, he's not too bad on the wing, but I think he's better at fullback. He's probably the one to look at in this Storm team. Meany's at fullback is going to be pretty good. Pappenhausen's still out for at least another like three to four weeks. So Meany at fullback, extended run for the next couple of rounds. Not too bad. Um, but he's probably really the only one to look out for in this team. I know a lot of people were talking about um, kind of picking up Brandon Smith because he's at a discount, but he's not playing the same role that he used to, and he's not scoring the same amount of points, obviously. So probably not one to look at and a bit too risky this year, especially with him moving to the Dolphins next year. Wait, Dolphins? He's moving on next year. I can't remember where he's going, but yeah. Um, Tyron Wishard as well didn't pan out. His stint at fullback is over and he's back to the bench. So unfortunate for those that picked him up, but he is quite cheap. So not too big of an impact, I don't think. For Manly though, probably a more interesting one. Ruben Garrick going to fullback now with Turbo out for the rest of the season. Garrick has got some good points ahead of him at fullback, I think, especially considering his scores last year from fullback. He generally averages around that 38 to 40 mark from fullback. So I think he's up near just under 600K at the moment. Um, I know I picked him up two weeks ago just before he scored like 10, I think. But (laughs) um, 
Last week's score was pretty good. He scored two tries. So Garrick at fullback is a good value option there, especially because he plays round 13 as well. And I'd say he's my one to keep an eye on in this Manly team because I think his scores are only going to go up and his average is going to be a lot higher because he'll have his hands on the ball a bit more. So yeah, he's my one to watch in this Manly team. Amazing. Um, so we'll move on now to the Friday night game, first Friday night game with the Panthers versus Cowboys. So pretty understandably, the Panthers have kept the same um, 13, so no changes there. Um, but with the Cowboys, with both Felt and Tamalolo both um, injured, um, Hammer will be replacing Felt on the wing, and Cohen Hess will be starting a lock. So how are we feeling about that Cowboys side? Yeah, so I guess for the Cowboys, the Hammer back into the team means that Granville, yuck, has come onto the bench. For everyone that's picked up Robson, <laughs> that's a... That's a painful one to be dealing with. Interestingly, though, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see if he will come on at kind of... Like, Granville will probably come in at hooker, but I'm interested to see if Robson maybe fills that lock role in the meantime. Like, he still might play 80. It's unlikely, but Robson still has some value there. When Tamalolo comes back in two to three weeks... Most likely, you know, Hess will move to the bench and then Granville will drop out. So there is still value in holding Robson, I'd say, at this stage. So probably just see how he goes this week and what his minutes look like and then reassess next week, um, especially because he's going to be playing the round 13 by as well. So I wouldn't be rushing to sell out Robson at this point. Um, the hammer on the wing, he's back in the starting team and he's quite cheap, but on a wing, probably not a ton of value in him. You probably want to see him in the centers or at fullback. So just keep an eye on the hammer, but yeah, he's probably my one to keep an eye on in this team because, um, who knows where his scores are going to go and he could move to the centers or a fullback in the meantime. So yeah, keep an eye on the hammer and see what happens to him for this Panthers team though. Look, half of these players, I would, I'd say to watch because at any given moment, these guys could, you know, pop off and score huge, huge scores. So, um, I, I just, like there's not much to say like they're all guns that's, that's the thing yeah. I was like there's really yeah <laughs> what do you what do you say about this team I guess I mean we've all been holding kind of Crichton May Tago for round 13 Cleary's an obvious get even though he is playing Origin um yeah like uh, they're all ones to watch really I mean if you can get any of them they're generally pretty good um maybe there's some more consistent than others but yeah they generally score quite well so yeah that's my assessment Right, well, we'll move on now to the Broncos versus Titans game. So for the Broncos, um, Adam Reynolds is still out with his hamstring injury. So Ezra Mann will be continuing um, to cover that position. Um, and then for the Titans, Brian Kelly will be replacing Phil Sammy, who had a Phil knee injury last week. How are we feeling about those two teams? Yeah, the Broncos running pretty good at the moment and still got a good win uh, over the weekend without Reynolds, which is pretty good. Ezra Mann played quite well he had a few errors in the first half but played very well considering it was his debut game so uh good on him he's probably you know one to keep an eye on but i don't see him getting much game time it's only he's only there just to fill in while reynolds is injured so um i just don't see him being in this squad after round 13 because they have the bye next week so reynolds will you know reynolds has then had what three weeks off and he'll be back for round 14 so uh ezra mam not one to pick up but just a, one to keep an eye on if you know anything happens to reynolds because he is quite injury prone um he's one to keep an eye on that, that will come in and replace him uh, other than that, I think the main one to keep an eye on in this team is Pat Carrigan. He, because Haas, ever since Haas got that shoulder injury and Carrigan has come back in, Haas's minutes have been reduced and Carrigan's have been up. So yeah. I definitely keep an eye on Carrigan. His scores have just been kind of increasing since then. So, uh, yeah, one to watch. And if you can get on him sooner rather than later, that'd be good. He's probably going to be playing origin though. So, you know, 
take that with a grain of salt. He might not be a buy straight away, but the longer you wait, the more expensive he's going to get with his games. So, yeah, one to keep an eye on. Uh, for the Titans, my one to keep an eye on is Jaden Campbell. He has had two very, very good weeks mm-hmm. um, with not a ton of attacking stats either. He's had, a, I think, a try assist here or there. Um, but his the main thing is he's coming with a lot of base stats. So he's getting about you know 100 kick meters a game, about 120 run meters a game, and a couple tackles, like more tackles than normal for a fullback. So yeah. he's playing in the line in defense, and he's actually getting involved in the like playmaking and attack. So with those base stats, yeah, he's he should cons- consistently score well, or at least be scoring around the 30 mark, which as a winger fullback is probably what you want. And he comes at a pretty good discount at about 540k. So yeah, definitely, definitely one to watch there. Okay, cool. So we'll then move on to the Warriors versus Knights game on Saturday. So Harris DeVita will be returning this week, um, 5-8, which will be moving Arcee to the reserves. Um, Jazz Tabiga will be replacing Fanua Blake as well this week at prop. And Lossick will be starting at hooker in Tabiga's place. Um, and then for the night side, Tuala will be coming in for Bradman Best, who dislocated his elbow. And Jake Clifford is back after three weeks off, which will be replacing Adam Clune at halfback. So how are we feeling about those ones? Yeah, look, not the two most popular teams at the moment in terms of fantasy scorers, but there's definitely a lot of takeaways, especially in this Warriors team that's had what two their two starting front rowers basically eliminated for the rest of the season. Matt yeah. Lodge, obviously, because he's been released, and Fanua Blake, because he's got that Liz Frank injury that's going to see him out probably until the end of the season, really, yeah. let's be honest. Um, and I don't think they'll risk him for the last couple of games if they're not in contention anyway, so... Um, yeah, the the replacements there being uh, Ben Murdoch, Masilla, and Jazz Tavanga in the front row. Tavanga's been playing a little bit um, already from hooker and at lock. He's got plenty of minutes and has been scoring well. If you've picked him up already, very good buy, um, and he's going to keep increasing in price. Um, if you're looking to get someone, he's not a bad option, um, but his price has already gone up quite a significant amount since he's been getting increased minutes. So still a good option, but not great at this point in time in terms of value. Um the other one to look out for is Tohu Harris. In the next couple of weeks, he's going to be a definite buy. I think his break-even is 67 this week, so he's getting close to that. He had 70 minutes and scored a 50 last week, so he's getting close to being a kind of set-and-forget option. And if he gets 80, he'll be scoring around the 55 to 60 mark. So, yeah, very good buy at that uh, at that price because it is coming down. So hopefully he gets, you know, under 700K, and then he'll be a definite pickup at that point in time, maybe in the next week or two. So keep an eye on uh, Tohu Harris. Another one to keep an eye on in this team, and there is plenty, um, is Dynamis Louie. He was recently signed this week, and he will most likely crack this starting squad um, in the next couple of weeks with a bit of training under his belt, so keep an eye on him. At the same time, you've got to keep into consideration that... What's his name? Um, Josh Curran is coming back in the next couple of weeks as well. So with Curran coming back in this team, he'll either, you know, take that lock spot or he might play in the front row. So there's going to be some minutes there taken away from these some of these forwards. So another one to keep an eye on. Um, Wade Egan's out, but he'll be coming back soon. So I don't think there's too much value in Freddie Lussick. But yeah, take make it that way you will. Um, for the Knights, geez, that was plenty on the Warriors. Um, for the Knights, Clemmer has been huge for the last couple of weeks. I've been saying it every week. I thought he was a buy ages ago. Didn't pick him up. I've lost out on that now. So he's about 750, 760K already. Um, but yeah, he's a definite set and forget option in the mids and getting plenty of minutes through the middle, which is excellent. Barnett, he's a pretty good option, but you know, Kurt Mann's going to be coming back soon, which is going to eliminate some of his minutes. So I'd be cautious of going Barnett at this point in time. Um, but my one to watch is probably Ponga, um, with 
Um, Milford and Clifford now playing. He should get a bit more opportunity to score, I'm hoping, anyway. And Ponga is quite cheap at the moment. He will be playing Origins, so I'd wait till closer to round 17, 18 to be picking Ponga up if you are. But his scores could go north a lot quicker than I previously thought, which was, you know, I thought he was going to lose a lot of cash before they, you know, maybe picked up a bit of uh, form after Origin. But it seems like if he comes back into the team during the Origin period when a lot of players are out, um, he might actually pick up some decent scores and increase in price. So once he gets north of 600k, he's, you know, you've got to kind of get Ponga as soon as possible. So, uh, yeah, definitely keep an eye on Ponga. Okay, so moving on to the Rabbitohs versus Tigers game. So for the Rabbitohs, Mark Nichols will be returning since his ankle injury in round four with Hame Sally promoting to the starter's side for this week with Trent Peoples dropping out. So anyone who did pick him up, it's probably maybe time to get rid of him or bench him. Yeah, Um, (laughs) My mistake. Um, So then for the Tigers side, um, Dane Laurie and Luke Brooks will both be back this week which is going to be a big kind of plus for the Tigers, which means that Stafford Toe will be moving back to the center and Kapoa will be back on the wing. So Gina Chupal misses out this week. Um, Simkin will also be returning at hooker, um, pushing Jacob Little to the reserves. And Nofaluma, who also got a concussion, is listed amongst the reserves this week, but may be called up close to the day. How are we feeling about those two sides this week? Yeah, I think for the Rabbitohs anyway, it's probably time to be selling off uh, Blake Taff. He's um, unfortunately not lived up to expectations. Had a had a good score, not the week just gone, but the week before, 44, and the week just gone, he only got a 10, I think, or something like that. So, yeah, not, not great from him. He's probably a sell. Doesn't look like he's going north unless he gets some ridiculous score this week against the Tigers. Um, unfortunate for Trent Peoples, they've had a bit of a reshuffle with Jai Arrow moving to the second row and Hame Sele coming in, um, which is a shame. But I think Peoples is probably a hold just to see how it pans out over the next couple of rounds and through the origin period. I wouldn't be rushing to sell him out because he's still got some cash to make. Um, so I'd be holding on to him. Ones to watch in this team, not really a lot. I guess you could probably keep an eye on... Um, Cam Murray as he comes back in this team most likely if he's a late call into this team he won't be playing big minutes so um, there's definitely some value there in Murray if he only gets you know 30-40 minutes off the bench he might be a decent buy in a couple rounds time or after the origin period because he'll be playing limited minutes over the next you know four to six weeks anyway while he's recovering from injury and recovering from state of origin so um, definitely keep an eye on Murray over this origin period for the Tigers, Dane Laurie back at fullback sees Toa move to the centres. So Toa's actually been surprisingly good at fullback. Um, I think there is value with him there in the centres, but I wouldn't be rushing to get him because he's already increased a ton in value. If you've got him, that's great. But yeah, I wouldn't be rushing to buy him now. Just one to look out for. Um, Dane Laurie as well, one to keep an eye on because he's dropped a lot of cash because he was playing in those, those early rounds where the Tigers weren't playing great. So he's got yeah. some value there in him. And Brent Naden as well, quite cheap and... Playing at centre now has a lot more base stats. I think he had 20 points in base stats last round and scored like just over 30. And he's only at 260k. So it, so there is a bit of value there in Naden. The only issue is he doesn't play the round 13 by. But yeah, he's definitely a good cheapie, I think, after that. So might maybe one to just keep an eye on this round. Hopefully he doesn't score huge. And then he's a decent buy next uh, after round 13. So probably save a trade there. Um, outside of that, everyone else has been kind of good in this team. I know Joe O's been, you know, averaging quite well. He's good to to have. 
Um, Luciano Lelua back from injury has done pretty average, but I can see him coming back to being a big scorer. So, you know, keep an eye on him as we move through the origin period as well. Um, Luke Garner, I think, is a bit of a trap. I don't see him keeping 80 minutes up. Uh, on an edge there at the Tigers, especially with Kelma Tuolangi. I think it only it's only going to take Tuolangi one big game off the bench, and you know Garner's going to drop back to the bench and see Tuolangi start. So I wouldn't be rushing to buy Garner at this point in time, but I would be probably rushing to sell Kelma Tuolangi. I don't see him getting into this side immediately, and he's just going to keep dropping cash until then. Plus, the Tigers don't play round 13, so he's a decent sell to another cheapie to you know make a bit of cash there. It's probably mm-hmm. save you about 200k and chuck that in the bank for a big uh, big keeper buy. So, um, yeah, probably sell to Alangi at this stage. Amazing. All right, so we'll move on to the Sharks versus Roosters game. So Will Kennedy will be returning this week after his suspension, um, which will push Lachlan Miller as 18th man. And the podcast's favorite man, Talakai, did pick up an ankle injury on the Gold Coast, but it's been named to play, so potentially keep an eye out on him. And for the Rooster side, Chubanua will be coming back after his head knock, so he'll be going onto the bench, and which will mean that Egan Butcher will be playing this week. So how are we feeling about the Roosters versus Sharks this week? So, yeah, let's let's start with the Sharks. So a lot of chat about Talakai and <laughs> selling or holding and what to do with him. He will be a keeper center over the course of the season. He's just going through a rough patch. It depends, though. I, I understand because people spent like 600K on him after he got that 100. Yeah. So people are like obliged, will feel like they need him to score hundreds to keep him in their, in their team. But we knew that that was never going to be a consistency. Exactly. He was never going to keep scoring 100s. He does look good when he runs the ball. He just hasn't been yeah. getting the ball a lot. And he had that um, ankle injury, which saw him, you know, miss the last 10, 15 minutes mm-hmm. of the game. I still think. If you need a gun center, he's a hold. But if you were only using him as a cash cow and you have enough trades to trade him out to get someone better in, especially because he is still a de- does still have a decent amount of cash associated with him and you can sell him and get a decent gun, then sell him. But I think over the course of the season, if you don't have enough centers in your team at the moment, Talakai will be a gun center by the end of the year. So yeah, I think he's probably, from my point of view, he's a hold. I know from your point of view, you you're a bit shy on him probably want to sell him but yeah i think probably a hold um for talakai um definitely one to watch though because he'll drop a lot of cash in the next couple of weeks so if you don't have him he's a he's one to watch yeah yeah um but i guess the biggest one to watch in this team is wade graham and cam mckinnis so wade graham coming back into this team playing 80 on an edge keep an eye on him his price is quite low at the moment his scores aren't great but they'll they'll come good eventually i think as long as he keeps 80 minutes on an edge and for cam mckinnis um, yeah, he's got that lock spot with Dalfinukin out for the foreseeable future. So, yeah, McInnes should have big minutes in the middle. I think he only played 50 minutes in the middle with, um, who was it that came on? I think Tolman came on for him and played a few minutes through the middle, but I can see um, that not being the case this week with Trindle on the bench there. So, um, McInnes might have big minutes this week and could see, you know, 60-plus scores. So, yeah, McInnes is a, a decent pod in the middle. Um, for the Roosters... Ones to watch. So, Nat Butcher's been pretty good. Obviously, moved to an edge with Takiyaho starting at lock. I think that was the late change as well over the weekend. So, that's pretty consistent. Tupanua on the bench is a bit scary. Means that he'll probably take Nat Butcher's spot. But I can see it just as easily Takiyaho moving back into the front row and Butcher taking that lock spot. So, Butcher's still an okay buy. He'll still get, you know, some minutes, especially with Angus Crichton being out over Origin. Um, So, Butcher will be a decent player but not as good as we're all thinking i mean he got 80 minutes on the weekend but that probably won't happen this week um unless that change like i said um happens 
But for the Roosters, I think Joey Manu is probably the best uh, buy round option from this Roosters team. He'll be playing round 13 and he'll be, you know, playing because Tedesco's out. So yeah, he's a decent option to go if you're looking for an extra winger fullback because it now looks like Stephen Crichton's going to be out with or- for origin duties with yeah. uh, Turbo being injured. So yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see the teams next week. But yeah, Joey Manu, good option. Okay, so we'll move on to our Sunday games now. So we've got the Bulldogs versus the Dragons first up with Josh Adekauer, um coming back this week, replacing jo- um, Jaden Ockenbaugh, who will be moving down to reserves. And Corey Waddle will be returning, pushing Joe Simpson also to the reserves. Um, Andrew McCulloch will be coming back this week for the Dragons um, onto the bench, which will put Jaden Sullivan down to the reserves. And Cody Ramsey pretty much will be sticking in his position for the rest of the season, it seems like. How do you feel about those two? Yeah, geez, it'll be interesting if Ramsey can hold that spot for the rest of the season because, I mean, Sloan looks like the future for this team, but they're definitely fighting for for that number one spot. Ramsey put a good um, good performance in on the weekend and had a pretty good score, but he's very much a risk, especially with Sloan there, and they can put Mbai in there. So I'd be uh, I'd be a bit cautious going with Ramsey because he does look like a good, very good option really at the moment. Um, but yeah, that spot, who knows who's going to be filling that spot next week. It could change just as quickly as it got made. Definitely one to watch though in this Dragons team. So keep an eye on Ramsey and Sloan. It'll be interesting to see who ends up getting that spot because it's very highly contested at the moment. Um, for the dogs, a lot of chat on Jacob Kiraz and, you know, whether he'll be holding this spot and if he's an actual good, um, you know, cheapy option. His last two scores been very handy. I think he had a 40 and a 50. So very good scores. So for Kiraz, he's got five or six tackle busts a game. He's got three or four offloads a game. Like there's a lot of attacking stats there. And I think his base stats probably only scoring around 10 to 15 in base stats. So it's very hard to see him scoring well every week unless the dogs are getting points every week. So he's, he's one that could be, he could pay off definitely, but the dogs need to play well for him to pay off. Like another sub what, 10 points a game for the Dogs? Like, if they only score one try a game, what are the odds that Kiraz is going to be scoring it every week? So, yeah, I'd be very cautious going with Kiraz, but could, you know, could be um, could be a good option if he actually gets in the points. Um, another one in this Dogs team, uh, Max King is looking like he's a bit of a sell. I think, personally, I'm going to hold him until round 13. He ha- has started dropping cash, but I think if you've stuck with him this long, I think it's worth just holding him till that round 13 buy and then offloading him. He'll probably drop another maybe 40 to 50K depending on what his scores are, but he's definitely another scoring player in round 13 and is probably worth keeping for that reason. Um, so yeah, one to one to watch there. And then wrapping up the week is the big one, the Raiders versus the Eels. So for the Raiders, um, Fogarty and Croker are both coming back onto the side this week. Um, and Chancellor Nicolostad got a hamstring injury last week, so Xavier Savage will be replacing him there. And then for the Eels, Wonga Blake will be making his comeback this week from a knee injury, so Hayes Perham will be dropping out, and then Mike Acevo may be making a return within the next few weeks. He's been put into the reserves, but they might wait until round 13 by. How are we? I know you're excited about that, oh, but how yeah. are you feeling about that? I mean, that? it'll be good to have some wingers back in this para team, to be honest. Um, we've definitely been missing them. I mean, Sean Russell and Mike Acevo are named amongst the reserves. I probably don't see either of them coming in late. Um, they'll probably just give them another week off uh, over the round 13 buy round and then bring them back for round 14. So that's probably the best play. Uh, for this Parramatta team, uh, Will Penasini has been a surprising 
um, option in the centers. He's actually been scoring well. I think he's in the top 10 best centers in the game at the moment. So uh, scoring considering considerably well and his price rise after last round, I think he got a 58. They're going to keep going up. So yeah, definitely one to be look at trading, I guess, in the next maybe three to four weeks. Um, as his price rises are, you know, close to 600. I mean, he's nearly hit 600K, so he's made, what, like 300K in price rises? So, yeah, pretty pretty good on him if he can hit 600K. Um, another one to watch in this Parramatta team is Reed Marnie. He has been scoring very good in the last couple of weeks, but obviously his, you know, first five to 10 rounds haven't been great. But if you look at his last couple of rounds, his tackles have been up, his running meters have been up. He's actually getting a bit more involved in the kicking. So yeah, one to keep an eye on because he's coming back to the Reed Marnie of 2021. So yeah, keep an eye on him. Um, and then obvious, the obvious ones in this team, Madison's moved back to the bench, but he was still scoring well, even from the bench. So he's not a bad buy at all. Um, especially if you've already bought him in the last couple of weeks, definitely a hold. Um, and same with Isaiah Papali'i, he's moved to the middle now, um, playing at lock, so he's going to get a lot more tackles there. Um, maybe not running as much, but yeah, a lot more base stats still for Papali'i, so that's a good sign for him. Uh, big news in this uh, Raiders team. So just before we started recording, Chance Nickel Klockstad has um, been ruled out for six weeks with his hamstring injury. So that means Xavier Savage is going to actually be a very good cheapie buy this week. Uh, he should be playing for the next five to six rounds, um, you know, obviously taking in mind the the buys. Um, but yeah, I think Savage is probably the best winger fullback buy this round. He's basement price 220k and he'll be playing. Um, his break even's quite high, but he's basement, so it doesn't really matter what his break even is. He'll be hitting that over the next couple of rounds and have plenty of attacking stats, especially with Jamal Fogarty back, who is another one to keep an eye on because... He can do a lot of kicking, and I don't see Jack Whiten doing a lot of kicking with Fogarty in the team. I'm not sure who's going to take the kicking, whether it's going to be Fogarty or if it's going to be Jared Croker, because he's back in the centers. But um, yeah, that's one to keep an eye on, because if Fogarty's got the kicking, he, he's, much, um, he's got a lot more value in him as a half. So keep an eye on Fogarty's scores, see how he goes over the next couple of rounds, and he might be a decent, uh, decent half option to go as a, as a bit of a pod, because no one's really got him at the moment. So yeah, that's my... My money's on Croker still poly kicking though. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, <laughs> Cro- I mean he's he's the he's the club captain normally. So I mean yeah, fair enough. And when you go to a Raiders game, all anyone wants to do is watch Jared Croker kick things. Yeah, he's a he's a <laughs> he's like the fan favorite. I think yeah, Jared 100%. Croker, especially in this team. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I think. Anyway, so that wraps up round twelve teams. We as always have questions. These were all submitted through our Instagram page at Footy Brains Pod, so make sure that you follow us there. And every Tuesday, we put up a Q&A kind of panel in our stories where you can ask questions, and we answer them right here for you. So, are you ready to just jump into it? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, Charlie's asked, Lockie Miller, Ezra Mam, and F Brown, are they all good cheapy buyers? Uh, Lockie Miller, he's 18th man, so no. Ezra Mam, he'll play one game and then Reynolds will be back, so no. And Brown, he'll get a bit more game time. I can see him, you know, holding that bench spot for a while, but I just don't see him getting huge scores. He'll, you know, he'll get a decent score off the bench, but nothing significant. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see him, you know, getting decent price rises because he had two tries in the last game. So he'll make a bit of cash, but after that, he'll probably make, you know, maybe... 60 to 100k over the next couple of weeks and then that'll be it for him so a bit of a waste of a trade depends what your trade situation's like if you've got plenty yeah he's fine to go but i don't think he's a must trade especially if you've got you know if you've got maybe 17 16 17 trades or less i wouldn't bother with brown all right james asks he has a bit of spare cash this week Tohu harris for tuolagi with afb out is that a good trade 
Uh, so Tuolangi to Tohu Harris. Uh, yes, I think Harris, his break-even is 67. He's a chance to hit that, but I think probably give him one more week and he'll be a buy next week because his break-even will... He'll drop a bit more cash and his break-even will come down. For AFB, he's a definite sell, I think. He oh, Well, he's a definite sell. Um, yeah, I think there's no reason to be holding him. So, yeah, get rid of him. All right. Bill asks, whose job security is better, Woodford or Kiraz? Uh, Woodford or Kiraz? Uh, Kiraz has got better job security. I think Woodford, I mean, he scores okay, but nothing amazing. So I'd probably go with Kiraz. He's, you know, the up-and-coming junior and probably going to hold that wing spot, especially with Naden out now um, at the Dogs. All right. Um, Khan asks, should I buy McInnes? Yes. He's good buy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty easy. Yeah. Um, Lussick and Campbell, are they buys? Ooh, uh, Lussick, like I said before, with Otacolo on the bench, I don't know how many minutes Lussick's going to get. He is quite cheap still, so he's going to score decent points. It's just his minute situation that's kind of holding Lussick back. I mean, he's an okay buy, nothing crazy. He'll get some good scores, but nothing amazing, unless he scores, you know, tries and gets plenty of tackle busts and whatnot. Campbell, I think, is a much better buy. He's getting a lot more involved in the attack since he's been back, so I think Campbell's actually a decent winger fullback buy and quite cheap. I think at 540k... He only needs to average around 35 to 36 to keep going up in price. So as long as he's, you know, getting high 30s or even in the 40s, he'll be increasing in value if you're using him as a cash cow. But I think he's a decent, he's an okay keeper option. He's on the verge of being a keeper as long as his scores keep ticking along like they are. But the Titans need a bit of form, that's for sure. Yeah. Jet asks, what is the best edge for under 550k? I'm going to take a guess. I'm going to say Nat Butcher. Yeah, I mean, pretty safe. Um, we were talking about him before. He will still play in this Roosters team somewhere and still get decent minutes, so he's a decent option. Um, I'd have another guess at maybe Jack Murchie as well at the Warriors. Now that you know they're missing both their forwards, they're you know looking for players in the middle to play, and he's playing at lock this week. So, yeah, he's another one that could be getting increased minutes and better scores. I think he's he's still quite cheap at the moment. I think he's like three fifty, maybe three forty k. Um, and could get a lot more minutes and better scores. So, yeah, a, a decent option there. Nothing crazy, but, you know, a bit of a cash cow. Yeah. Nathan asks, is Cobo worth a go? Cobo, so, okay, I've been getting roasted about Cobo because I didn't <laughs> think he was a buy. He has increased a lot in cash. He is very up and down. Um, he got as low as, he's got it. he was as low as 330K earlier this year after some very poor scores. So, Yes, he's going on a bit of a run, and it's probably going to get him into origin, the run he's on. Um, but will he keep that up consistently? Probably not. You know, he's like a Latrell. He kind of is up and down. Some weeks he's down, some weeks he's up. That's just the way it is. But, yeah, I mean, he's not bad. The problem is he's at wing, so the ball's always not going to come to him. Adam Reynolds, though, when he's in the team, has made a point to kick towards him, which is good. But um, when he comes up against a decent winger, it's going to be a lot more difficult for him. So, yes, worth a risk, probably, but... He's very expensive at the moment, so not consistent enough at his current price, I don't think. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Samuel's asked a couple of things we've already asked, but he also says, is Michael Molo trade a good trade for this week? No, no. Molo's not a good trade for this week. Yeah. Um, Lucky asks, trade to Alagi for who? And then, is Aitken a trade? Aitken is definitely not a trade. Don't ever sell Aitken. How unless he's dare dropped. you? <laughs> this is a pro you and Aitken podcast. Yeah, we are very pro you and Aitken here. <laughs> I would never badmouth the man. Um, yeah, Tuolangi is a, a trade. 
Um, there's plenty of players you can go. If you want to go another edge, some of the players we've been talking about are pretty good. You know, a butcher. Uh, I mean, Murchie's a, probably a, a far-off punt. But um, if you want to upgrade it to, to someone, there's, you know, if you want to try to get in a gun at this point in time, like your Papali'i's or your Madison. I think Madison's actually on the verge with his form of being selected in origin. So that's something to keep in mind as well. Always a concern. Um, yeah, absolutely. It always is. But yeah, Papali'i is probably the better option if you've got some cash lying around to upgrade it to a gun is pretty good. Um, Feeder's getting close to coming back in on an edge for the Titans as well. Um, so keep an eye on him. Probably, I mean, you probably need to trade him now. But yeah, there's plenty of options. Yeah, some of the ones we've listed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Declan asks, is Luke Keary a buy? Yeah, so Keary's been interesting. He's actually come back a bit and, you know, getting a bit more involved in the attack. He's scoring much better. Um, his price has actually gone back up because of it as well. So at his current price, I think he's at around 620k. He's actually like probably one of the cheapest previous gun halves we've had in fantasy like last year before he did his knee he was scoring you know in the mid 60s pretty regularly and Mm. then he was out so yeah I mean he's coming back into form he's quite cheap his average is low I think at 600k he just needs to be scoring I think about 45 or higher to keep that price or keep going up so yeah definitely worth a buy give it a whirl um is Sean Johnson a pickup no, do not ride that <laughs> roller coaster. Especially with CHT back in the team now. He does a bit of kicking, Harris yeah. Devita, so it's going to take away from his base stats. Johnson will rely heavily on attacking stats. So. He's beautiful, but he's not worth it. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> he used to be, but not this time. Wade also asks, who is a more urgent sell, Randall or King? Randall. Yeah, King can be held. True. So another question, are there any must-buys and must-sells? And then what to do with Xavier Coates? Kind of answered your own question. Must sell. Sell, sell, sell. Yeah, Xavier Coates, he's a must sell um, at this point. His break even has gone through the roof and he's going to start dropping a lot of his cash that he's that he's already made. So definitely get rid of him. Um, any must buys, I think Xavier Savage is probably a must buy in terms of a cash cow. Yeah, trade your Xavier's. Yeah, trade the Xavier's. Yeah, actually that's a decent trade this week. Hmm. Xavier for Xavier, get around it. Just don't mess it up and do it the wrong way around. Yeah, do not do it the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> um. The question here, how many trades should I have left at round 13? How oh. many trades do you have left? Oh, I don't like saying this. I've only got 16 trades left and I'm going to have 14 after this round. So I've been talking up, you know, you should have closer to 20 trades at round 13, but I'm not even close. On My team is struggling. So I have 18. Wow. I will be at 17 this week because I'm making See? one trade. That's good. That's a good place to be. I think if you're in that, you know, 17 to 20 trade mark, you're, you're looking pretty good. And you'll probably come out of origin quite good. But um, if you're getting lower, you've kind of got to be a bit more conservative. We will get an extra four trades at the end of the origin period, I think. But um, you've also got to keep in mind that next week we're able to make up to four trades a week every week until the end of the season. So there's going to be a lot more temptation to make more trades after round 13. So, yeah, try to be as conservative as you can because it's going to get harder and harder to make trades towards the end of the season. And we're only just hitting halfway what next week as well so yeah be a bit conservative if you're running low yeah um friend of the show Jacinta asked who are the must-haves coming into origin now that the classic must-haves will be out oh okay so you're talking like the the typical halves that are going to be playing origin like dce and cleary and stuff like that. yeah the big players that like the big scorers normally yeah would you kind of consider picking up well we've just talked like luke keary is actually a decent pickup coming into the origin rounds he'll be doing a lot of work um jackson hastings who's been a popular buy in the past he'll be pretty good over the origin period he'll be playing 
Um, yeah, it's a bit hard on the halves because they're not scoring as good as they used to. But, I mean, there's there's plenty, like, there and thereabouts that are doing okay. Uh, I mean, Munster is doing quite well, but I don't know how... Like, a lot of his scores rely on attacking stats. Probably Adam Reynolds, after he's back in round 14, will be a good buy as well. He's quite expensive, though, at 803k. Um, so, he's very hard to get in your team unless you're trading a gun for a gun. Um, you know, others that have been, you know, notoriously good over Origin, like Mitch Moses is still around, and he's kind of scoring well again. Um, even Jamal Fogarty, like I said, keeping an eye on him would be really good because he might come back into form and he's still quite cheap, only at 650k for a good half. Like if he's back up scoring to where he was around the 60 mark, he's actually a decent buy. Um, but yeah, I'd give Fogarty a, a couple more weeks just to see him out and see how he returns from injury first before I jump on him. But yeah, there's plenty of options there. I think the must-haves, like it's it's hard to say. If you don't, if you have clear in your team, you're not going to trade him. So you probably want a cheapy half or at least someone that's not too expensive like a like a Kiri or a, or a Hastings. Um, yeah, but I wouldn't be going like super cheap halves. I wouldn't be going anywhere near like your your Cliffords or, you know, Kieran Forens or someone like that. You know, they're, they're way too cheap and not scoring well enough. Sexton's another interesting one. He's dropped a lot of cash and his scores have come back up. So he might be a, a decent option, but he's a huge risk considering his scores in the past. Dane asks, who to trade in for Talakai? He's currently using him as an edge. Uh, so I wouldn't be trading anyone in for Talakai. I'd be trading someone else out. I mean, we're pro hold Talakai, so I'm going to have that frame of mind for this question. Yeah. Um, I'd be selling someone out to get an edge and then moving Talakai to your centers. Um, if you've already got gun centers, say you've got an Aitken and a Burton, um, then you can sell Talakai because he's not exactly needed as a gun. Yeah. Yeah. And final question um, from Paperstacks, what is your rank this year? What is my rank this year? Oh, geez. It's a bit of a fall from grace from top 50 last year, to be honest. So um, I've kind of ping-ponged between just outside the top 1,000 to about 8,000th. I'm currently sitting just under 5,000th at the moment. So yeah, the first few rounds haven't been kind to me, but I've been kind of making trades. So I should have 17 players playing in round 13. So I'm aiming to have my whole complement for round 13, which means I should, you know, make up that rank back with players holding on to guns. That's generally where I pick up a lot of my kind of points as well, where I start like jumping the ranks a little bit because I focus a lot during origin and then people just stop checking their teams. I think around origin as well. (laughs) So I don't want to say that that's how I get my points, but I definitely jump up a lot there. Um, I'm not doing as well as that, but I'm, yeah, I'm not doing horrifically. Not bad, but yeah, definitely some improvement to be had. To be honest, though, you're at the rank you are at, you know, just outside 10K, um, there are a lot of people around that score. Like, my sc- overall score is only about 300 higher than that. So, there's obviously a lot of people around that rank, and you can jump quite quickly from Yeah, there. well, I was yeah. sitting... There was one week, and I went from... I, I kept the exact same rank between two weeks, and then the next week, I jumped up, like, 4,000. Yeah, at, so, at that mark, you kind of can because everyone's hovering around the same kind of scores. But, yeah, if, if over the origin period... So, when you're looking at round 13 buys, um, if you have around, you know, the 13 to 14 player mark, that's probably about par. I think most people should have around probably that 13 to 14 mark, um, if that. I mean, some might be struggling to get to that, but I think if you have 13 to 14 players for round 13, you'll probably go up in rank. Um, just because a lot of the people, especially if you're in the top 1,000 
rank, you probably don't need to be worrying too much about the buy rounds. I think you hold on to your guns and just kind of coast through the buy rounds. Even though yeah. you'll lose some rank, you'll come out the other end with trades in hand and with plenty of well, plenty of players playing, plenty of guns playing still. So um, you probably don't need to worry about it too much. If you're you know outside the top 1,000, inside the top 10,000, you kind of need to focus on it a bit more to build up your rank a bit and get a bit more get a bit more points in while you can yeah definitely all right well that is all our questions for this week um thank you everyone for submitting your questions like i said before make sure that you follow us at footy brains pod on instagram where we have these q a's we do like a thursday kind of late mail kind of posts and things as well and we do q a's across the week as well through uh, the actual instagram page so make sure you follow us there um and that's about it for this week that wraps it up beauty See you next week. Yeah, see you next week. Round 13. Midway. Big one. Big one. Very big. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Bye.